Welcome to episode 13 of Sport Oregon Voices. This podcast gives you an insider's look at upcoming events and shares the unique stories that prove there's no better place in the world for sports than here in Oregon. This week is all about the 8 Seconds Juneteenth Rodeo coming to the Portland Expo Center on June 17th. This inclusive, educational, and entertaining event will feature some of the top Western athletes in a fresh rodeo platform. Today, we're joined by Charles Suddeth, 8 Seconds founder Ivan McClellan, and counselor Vince Jones-Dixon of the city of Gresham. If you want sport at the highest level, we've got you. Welcome to episode 13 of Sport Oregon Voices. Yep, here we go. Welcome to episode 13 of Sport Oregon Voices. We are here at the Sport Oregon office to talk all about the upcoming 8 Seconds Juneteenth Rodeo coming to Portland Expo Center on Saturday, June 17th. The Invitational Rodeo will gather some of the top competitors from across the country with the emphasis on supporting black Western athletes and educating people on the cultural heritage of black cowboys and cowgirls. I'm Charles Suddeth, and we're here joined by noted photojournalist, storyteller, and Eight Seconds founder, Ivan McClellan, along with counselor Vince Jones-Dixon of the city of Gresham. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us. And with that, have you to introduce yourselves and just tell us a little bit about, you know, how y'all came up with this. Uh, I'm Ivan McClellan. Uh, I'm a noted photojournalist, apparently. Uh, I'm also playing in the rodeo here in Portland. Um, and I'm Vince Jones-Dixon, uh, Gresham City Councilman, uh, community member, uh, also funeral director here in Portland, Oregon, and I'm planning the rodeo as well. Heard you, heard you. So, well, Ivan, this is for you. You were attracted to cowboy culture as a young boy growing up in Kansas City, but you were blown away when you were introduced to black cowboys or, and rodeos as an adult. What changed when you visited your first black rodeo in Oklahoma in 2015? Yeah, we would go to rodeos in Kansas. We would go to the American Royal there. There's a huge rodeo and a barbecue competition. Um, and, and our choir would like sing the national anthem and we would kind of sit down. And I, all I remember really was the smell. It was horrible. And, and everybody there was white except for us. So we would kind of come in and do our thing and then like roll out. Um, so I didn't really think much about, about rodeo. It was just sort of how we grew up. Um, and when I became an adult, somebody told me about black cowboys and invited me to a rodeo in Okmulgee, Oklahoma. And um, I went and I just saw thousands of black cowboys there and it completely changed my definition of what a cowboy was and opened my eyes up to a new world that I just kind of got obsessed with. And I kept going back year after year and um, it, it eventually became eight seconds. Heard, heard you. You've been going to black rodeos though around the country for the better part of the last decade. What have been some of the highlights you would say along the way from documenting the unique culture to elevating the stories of the rodeo athletes and ultimately developing lifelong friends? Yeah, I would say, I would say the highlight the highlight are, are those friends, um, just really developing relationships that are really deep with people. I kind of came in approaching it as an art project, and the more I do it, did it, and the more I showed up to places, the more people were like, "Ivan's here," you know, eight seconds is here, and 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 we just got excited about being in community with each other, and 
being in the being in that rodeo environment with each other. I eventually went from beyond the rodeo and started going to people's ranches and people's homes. A lot of times I would like not even take pictures. We would just sit and eat crawfish or go bowling or, or do whatever, you know, just like chop it up in in whatever car I was renting, you know, and, and it became really relational and, and I really got immersed in the community in a way that I, I never expected. So dive a little deeper into the Eight Seconds Passion Project that you've been building over the last eight years, not only from a professional stand, standpoint, but from a per personal perspective of self-discovery and appreciation of the elements of your culture. Um, you know, Eight Seconds is just a name that I came up with for my Instagram account. Um, eight Seconds is how long you have to ride a bull or a bronco to get a qualifying score. Um, and I needed a, a catchy name because I had all these photos and my wife was like, do something with the photos. And so I started Instagram, put it out there. And just like overnight, we had thousands of followers. People were super excited about this culture and super excited about what we were talking about. You know, after about a year of doing that, brands started to come along. Wrangler and Stetson, Boot Barn, Ariat, uh, all of these Heritage Western brands started coming to us and being like, hey, we need to diversify. You know, we've done a really bad job at speaking to audiences that aren't just like white country people. Um, and I helped a lot of those brands not just make one campaign for Black History Month, but um, commit to making that, that work and diversifying their work throughout the year and for the, for the long term. And so you'll see eight seconds of influence across the Western world, which we're incredibly proud of, um, that brands you know, have, have extended uh, who they talk to and have extended who they make products for even. Um, also, we've moved into helping athletes obtain sponsorship. Um, we've gotten four athletes sponsored so far, um, connecting them with brands, telling them what excellent performers they are, and then helping them get down the road with, with substantial financial backing from, from Western brands. So there's a lot in eight seconds that I'm incredibly proud of and, and it just keeps growing. And I'm just, I'm just glad to be a steward of the work and continuing to, to go where I'm needed. Real life pioneer. Right? Hey, we'll skip over to Vince real quick though. Vince, how'd you first get connected to Ivan? Uh, through our better halves. So our wives worked together um, years ago, years ago. Um, and I think when our wives got together was when you first started shooting. Was that like seven or eight, seven, eight, seven or eight years ago? Okay, okay. And you brought the idea of bringing a black rodeo to Portland as a celebration of Juneteenth to Ivan. How did you come up with this amazing event concept? It was birthed out of community. Uh, so in East County in Gresham, every, for the last three years, we've hosted a, a Juneteenth event in Rockwood. And one of, uh, one of the community leaders, Jermaine, uh, Jermaine Flintroy, shout out to Jermaine, he said, Vince, he's a, he's a dreamer. He said, Vince, we should get some black. I, he said, I just came back from Louisiana. We should have some black cowboys at the next Juneteenth rodeo, or, or at the next Juneteenth event here at Vance Park. It's like, that's random. I hit you up. I think I gave you, I reached out to you because I remembered you were uh, capturing photos. And you, you were like, I'm, it's my dream to put together a rodeo. I already started a plan for your home city in uh, Kansas City. Um, and then from there, we just, we've been <laughs> breaking this vision to, to life from July up until, up until now. Man, real deal. It's community. So it's truly birthed out of community. It's 
Crazy. Sweet. Let's pop back to Ivan real quick. What were the initial concerns or challenges that came up when you first thought about turning this dream into a reality? And then when and how did the first big step of this journey come, journey come together for it to really come to fruition? Yeah, I would say the biggest obstacle is that I have absolutely no live event experience. I had no clue what I was doing. I had no clue what the first step was. Um, and so we talked about it for a few months and uh, one of our teammates, Jonathan Ross, was like, what are you gonna do with the money that you collect? He's like, you're about to collect hundreds of thousands of dollars. There's gonna be tax liability. There's gonna be insurance. There's gonna be, there's gonna be a lot that you have to do. You have to file for a 5013C. If you haven't done that yet, that's gonna be complicated. And then he said the word fiscal sponsorship, uh, where we get a third party to do all of that stuff for us. And that, that really became our, our jumping off point, was finding somebody to support the, support the rodeo, handle the finances, and, and then we just jumped off from there. Uh, but before we, we, we got the money in place, I was like, I'm not gonna end up on the news. I'm not gonna get in trouble for mismanaging finances. We need that part to be really tight. Me and Vince were really lockstepped about that. Um, once we got that piece in place, then we really started piling on all the rodeo elements, searching for sponsors, all of the stuff that you need to do to make a successful event. Heard you. And as you just explained, I mean, it's no small task converting the Expo Center into a rodeo ground for the day. You've been managing all the aspects of the rodeo, as you just explained, from arranging the food to retail vendors to horse stalls, fencing from dirt load-in to installation of 2,500 seats of spectators that we're expecting. Share some of the stories from that journey. Yeah, it's been complicated. I talk to Vince nearly every day and just, you know, it's, it's a really good call because it helps me process everything and, and sort of stay organized with, with all of the, all of the different, different components and all the different aspects and all the sponsors that we got. You know, it's a moment of celebration. It's a moment to vent, so I really appreciate that collaboration point. Um, we've ramped up our production team. So we have Robbie Veltman as our executive producer on the project, and uh, she's sort of helping us take all of these pieces and compile them into a cohesive show, which is really incredible. Um, the Expo Center is not used to doing rodeos. They did their last rodeo there probably 50, 60 years ago. And since then, it's been you know, boats and um, sportsman shows and spas, spas, spas. And so coming in there and saying like, hey, we're bringing in tons and tons and tons of dirt and bleachers and commercial lighting that we're gonna hang from your 100 plus year old ceiling and audio. It's been, it, they've been nervous. And so we've just been navigating with them, uh, trying to figure out what's possible being really concise in our planning about about exactly what we're doing and what we're trying to execute. So again, sticking with Ivan, looking ahead to Saturday, doors open at 3 p.m. to explore food, drinks, and retail vendors while the rodeo action starts at 7 p.m. Talk about the atmosphere you expect during those four hours preceding the rodeo and what vendors will be there. Um, we've got some local Black-owned businesses, some retail vendors, some food vendors um, that are coming in. You know, we're starting small this year. We're really not not doing more than we can handle, um, but it's gonna be a, a fun experience for people. 
to come in and, and, and support the vendors that have signed up. And then uh, some of our brand partners are gonna be there. Tacova's uh, Western Wear and Boots are gonna be there. And they're gonna set, set up shop so you can kind of look at their product um, and, and see what quality it is, hold it and then order it uh, right there on the, in the facility. Um, you know, beyond that, we're gonna put on a, a heck of a show. There's gonna be a lot of different components um, to that. It, you know, we wanna create a really fun really safe environment, family-friendly environment um, for all of our guests. Um, we want people to leave inspired. We want people to leave educated about this culture, um, not only in the South, but directly here in the Pacific Northwest, the legacy and heritage of black cowboys that have, that have, that have been pioneers in Oregon is an important part of the show. Um, so we're really looking at those key moments that are gonna pop open young people's eyes and and that they'll take home with them and talk about for the next you know year until we do it again exactly and do it better <laughs> vince real quick you're expecting a large majority of attendees to be new to rodeo events so talk about the opportunity to educate these people on the culture and the history of black cowboys and cowgirls particularly in the northwest yeah, i think it's, a, it's a, definitely a huge huge opportunity uh, we kicked around the idea or this vision of this being a, a home, like a, a big old family reunion uh, with all the gentrification, the changes that have happened here in the Pacific Northwest, specifically in Portland and the history there uh, within that site from the Vanport, um, from, the, from the floods to um, just how that space was used during the internment camps and just really, really creating a space of um, belonging. Uh, I'm excited for the opportunity to share this culture and the, uh, I think I believe we both are excited to, uh, for this opportunity to share the culture, the cowboy uh, culture, and then also um, share, the, uh, share these great athletes. Uh, in addition to that, my, I've been talking to my, my son, he, he's been wearing his cowboy hat to school over the last three, three months because we've been watching cowboy movies and, and things, and he's his, he has his own swag and, and what have you, and, he, and I think um, we, I'm just elated. The responses that we've that we've received, both from community, from community, from community leaders, and those that are a part of the culture in general, um, it's been it's been amazing. So I'm looking forward to facilitating that, and looking forward to just the fruits from the seeds that are being that have been planted now, and uh, the day of as well. Correct. Real deal impact. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Back to Ivan. Outside of the educational impact, this is also going to be, you know, incredibly entertaining event that uses lights, music, elite Western athletes. You've been, you've got comedy shows set up, music by DJ OG1, Lucifer Blazers, cocktails, and more. Talk about the energy, the atmosphere, and the fresh rodeo platform that you're creating for Saturday. Yeah, you know, I'm, a, I'm an artist. Um, I'm not a promoter. I'm not a... I'm not, I'm not making, we're not making any money off of this. You know, we're just doing it purely for the love of it. Vince is doing it for the love of community. I'm doing it for the love of community and for the love of the culture and uh, for the artistry of it. So um, the way that I've been thinking about and building out this space is as like an interactive art project. It's like when you walk in, you're gonna see beautiful lighting. You're gonna see, horses warming up, you know, what, what is that first 
moment when you come into the space. You're going to smell barbecue. You're going to hear the music thumping. You're going to hear music that feels familiar to you. And you're going to hear music that you don't typically hear at a rodeo. You're going to hear R&B and blues and hip hop and, and music from the culture. And um, just that, that atmosphere has been incredibly important for me was that first moment entering the space. And then, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to the grand entry. You know, it's a moment where all of the athletes that are competing and, you know, different riding clubs that are coming into town and different horsemen that live in the Pacific Northwest are all gonna come out in their horses in the arena and ride around with their, with their club flags or, um, you know, with, with, with their competitive outfits on and we're gonna introduce them to this place for the first time ever. And, and they're gonna see each other, the crowd is gonna see them, the crowd is gonna see each other, and I just think that moment where all of those cowboys rush into the arena is gonna be one of those super impactful moments that people talk about forever. I hope that, that it, really, it really inspires and really moves people um, permanently. Potential monumental moment. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And back to Vince. If all goes well this weekend, are there plans to make this an annual event on the Portland sports calendar? But of course, <laughs> but you. of course, here in Oregon. And then and I hope we keep this too, to go nas nationally as far as um, across America. So. so still on you, Vince. Mm -hmm. Talk about the meaning of hosting this event on Juneteenth. Ivan has talked about celebrating liberation and really driving forward the future of Portland. You are hosting an event here that paints, you know, the picture of what Portland could really be. And it not only gives these athletes a great platform, but it progresses the sport of rodeo in a new direction that Portland hasn't seen before. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, the theme for this year for Black History Month is the resistance. And since George Floyd's murder, um, we've been talking a lot about here in Multnomah County, who are we becoming? Actually, the whole state has been thinking through who are we becoming? Um, this is an example of, um, we're acknowledging the experiences that black athletes have had, black and brown athletes have had within this, within this sport. Um, and we've, we're creating this, this environment and or platform for their story to be shared. And then also we're setting a standard. You know, we're having, I think you shared, what, what's the typical winnings at a rodeo? Um, black rodeo from five to $15,000 most, most of the rodeos, uh, sometimes 30. Uh, white rodeos, you know, you can make a lot more money than that. You can make hundreds of thousands of dollars to millions of dollars in prize money. Mm -hmm. We're doing $60,000 at our rodeo. Yeah, so we, I mean, it's three times as much of what you, uh, as much of what you would win at a, at a typical um, quote unquote black, black rodeo. Uh, my hope, can you restate the question? Cause I think I'm, can you yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. So it's like talk about the meaning of hosting this event on Juneteenth. Yeah, so the meaning, one, we know what Juneteenth is, which is the emancipation, you know, of uh, emancipation and liberation of the African-American community um, in Galveston. Um, we're going to touch on that throughout the rodeo. This is an example of that. I believe it symbolizes um, that in, as far as black athletes in, within, the, within the sport. And then when I think about community, We've talked a lot about just the liberation of our own minds within our community here in here in Oregon and our challenges. Um, and like you said already, we want the event to inspire and uh, we want to inspire folks to tap into the gifts that God has given them and to share those gifts. And that's tied in, and that's what we've that's what our an our ancestors have done post 
uh, post uh, post Juneteenth. So I totally butchered that. No, uh, you're good. <laughs> you're solid, man. That's solid. On our final question here with Ivan, we are just a few days out from the rodeo, but how can those watching and listening get involved? Donations to scholarship fund, sponsorships. What's your thoughts? We we can always use more money. You know, there's there's just not enough, and we, and there's next year. You know, we start planning for next year on June 18th. And so if you if you miss this one, you know, come on out, see what we put on and then and then support us for next year for sure. And years to come, because uh, we're going to lock this in as a mainstay of, of, of the day in, in Portland um, and just kind of continue to grow with our community and continue to grow with folks. Um, come to the event, you know, make some noise, be patient, you know, because we're working it out. We're figuring out exactly what we're doing. We're going to do our best job, but you know, if the, if the mood and the vibe is positive, um, then, then everybody's going to kind of elevate together. So coming out to the rodeo, put on your boots, put on your hat, show up and show out. We're going to have a best dress contest. Uh, so, you know, wear your best Western wear and you, and you might win a little prize. Thanks Ivan. Thanks Vince. Uh, and thank you all for joining us today. Uh, we want to encourage all of you to get to Portland, get to the Expo Center on Saturday, June 17th for the 8 Seconds Juneteenth Rodeo. This will be an inclusive, educational, uh, entertaining event that features some of the top Western athletes competing in a fresh rodeo platform. To stay informed about all things 8 Seconds, follow Ivan on Instagram at 8sexr. Check out our website at 8sex.com, spelled out E-I-G-H-T-S-E-C-S. -E That's all for episode 13 of Sport Oregon Voices. We hope to see you guys in the next few days at the Portland Expo Center for the 8 Seconds Juneteenth Rodeo.